Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 113. Lucky number 13. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD. Hi, freaks. And let me just say, I am very excited for our guest today. Uh, you could say she's something of horror royalty. Uh, mm. She's an actress, vocalist, spooky entrepreneur, and the proprietor of the ghoulishgarb.com. I'd like everyone to give a very spooky, warm welcome to Shanna Stoker. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it is our yeah. absolute pleasure, not just because of the name, but I love having spooky people on the show. Well, I am definitely a spooky person, so. <laughs> right? That's what I thought the first thing. This is why we chose us two hosts, by the way, because Adrian, he doesn't understand the spooky lifestyle. Mm. So, like, it was just easier for us to, you know. Sure, sure. He, he, yeah. He's like the rainbow section of the Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the jock friend we keep around, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. I'm doing great. I'm even better now. <laughs> Excellent. So, should we get into our reasons? Yes, we shall. Um, actually, but before we do, our topic for today is actually a question oh, of the yeah. week. Yeah, we should probably mention what we're, what we're focusing on today. We're going to we're do a question. We've done this. Yeah, we've done this only 112 times before, uh, you know. But uh, we're going to be having a question of the week of what makes a monster. I feel like there's so many answers to this question that, like, we're bound to find a million different conversations here in tangents. What makes a good monster? Oh, oh, is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I got to change my notes. I didn't uh -huh. I was just make it bad monsters. This is what Good I do. <laughs> but before no, we get to I that, can do a whole show on how you make a bad monster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All you have to do is play, you know, a modern Konami game. Anyway, we're not doing that. So <laughs> before we get into that, let's get into our recents. Who'd like to start us off? Jenna, would you like to start us off? Remind me what the recents are again. <laughs> I just knew, literally, James, I knew this was going to happen. It's okay. Just literally what you've read, watched, seen, anything right. recent I that you've enjoyed. I did read the rundown you gave me, but I did also have two <laughs> other interviews today, so I'm sorry. Um, it's it's okay. okay. <laughs> no, I, we, we can totally I would, go first and show you how it's done, or if you just want to, that's totally no problem. Oh, I know what I'm going to talk about, because it's uh, the most important Ooh. thing I've been watching in my life is the season three of What We Do in the Shadows. Absolutely. You too. I'm just obsessed. We, we were talking about this before the show. Like I am 150% obsessed with that show, with the movie. I mean, that's one of my comfort movies. Genuinely, when I'm sick and I'm just in bed and I don't feel well and I just want to laugh and watch some people die, that's what I watch. It's great. Yep. <laughs> it's it's great. She understands the spookiness. I'm telling you, this is why you watch horror movies I in the first place, it. right? But like, yeah, it, well, the thing is like, I don't, you know, I don't actually like watching hurtful things like gore or saw. Mm. I've watched a couple of those and I, I'm not a fan, um, but, okay. but, you know, but, understandable, but Seems. evil dead part two and army of darkness and more campy stuff. That's my thing. That's definitely my thing. Oh, absolutely. I'd like to, just because whenever anyone brings up Saw, I, I feel the need to bring this defense. The first one isn't so bloody. It was actually designed around the limitation, <laughs> but all the other ones are horribly bloody. Yeah, oh yeah. So the yes, first one, I, I remember I remember the first one being okay. It, I don't remember which one it mm. was, but I just remember there was one that has and continues to haunt me to this very day. It was a scene... <laughs> 
where I'm just going to talk about it. Is it the needles? No. We're going to start this trauma all over again. This is our fault. Uh Yeah, because the one I remember is like this one. And I'll wait. Okay. Well, and I also remember when uh, I don't know if you were uh, fans at all of Gilmore Girls, but when Luke from Gilmore Girls has to give himself a tracheotomy with a pin. Just so that, you know, because oh, he's got yeah. the glass <laughs> and the water. I was like, Luke. <laughs> no, but um, the one I'm, I'm talking I'm... about, oh my God, it's still like, oh, it haunts me. It's where they had to like, okay, it's at, towards the end. I think it's the last thing of the game and everybody's dead except mm. for like two of them. And they have to put their hand in. The, I knew it. I knew this the, was going The here. saw. <laughs> Ooh, like the actual. Yep. It, you know the name uh but the, yeah it's a circular saw and it has to go through their fingers yeah. oh god and it's like collecting blood and if they had less people or more people they wouldn't have to go as far up their arm mm. and then mm-hmm. they pull their arm out yep. <laughs> i can't yeah no it's it's, it's mangled to shit but you know what the funniest part is it collects blood to, to get like a certain amount of weight and the first thing i think of is why has not anyone tried peeing in this thing i was thinking the same Thing. <laughs> if you, if you See, have I told you. a penis you can do that with like just, <laughs> there's a hole right there anyway. I, I mean if we could find something to collect it i think anyone can you know what i mean yeah. pour it I in don't know if they had a good. bucket in that room See, jigsaw we're on to you exactly See, <laughs> so the the gore of that didn't bother me <gasps> at all the scene mm. that i literally have to skip is in number two when they jump in the pool of hypodermic needles no, and I don't even fun. really have a needle fear. Like I can watch like myself get blood drawn, yeah. but mm. just this pool of hyper. Like I don't, like, I don't know that freaked that. me the fuck out. I've repressed it. I've tried yes. repressing the well, circular saw, and I cannot. So I'm just gonna leave the uh, the needles down in the the part of my brain I don't want to access anymore. <laughs> leave it in the dream haystack, yes. the mind haystack. I, I understand. I, I think what it comes down to in terms of like the separation between one and the others is one was very much about the puzzle of Saul. Yes, yes. Like it was very much about them figuring it yeah. out. Whereas like everyone after that kind torture of became porn. a horror gore showcase. Yeah, torture mm-hmm. porn. Exactly. That's all it was. And just for the yep. record, the, the, the one with the hands is Saw 3 and the one with the hyperdermic needles is Saw 2. I just know these what things. What about the tracheotomy? The needles are rubber. What about the tracheotomy? That was Saw 5 Jeez. with Hoffman. See, yes. I've seen more than I realized, and it's because my friends were like, let's watch Saw. And I remember watching that scene while I had a very saucy piece of pizza in my mouth. So that was was <laughs> real good. Am mm. I bleeding? Oh, it's tomato. <laughs> it was more of like, oh, God, I'm watching this disgusting gore, and there's just, like, so much texture happening here that I can't get on board with. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was real over, gross. It was real not good. Really not good. I, I literally just was like, okay, I'm taking my pizza and I went to the laundry room of my friend's house and ate there in the dark because I was like, mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Oh, uh, I call that so privacy. What we do, so what we do in the shadows season three, yes. huh? <laughs> what we do in the shadows. There we go. Um, watching people die it's, on uh, there honestly, is much different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's it honestly like I, I've liked the show pretty much from the beginning, but this season they've definitely kind of like wiggled their way into their their slot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they've definitely found themselves completely like the comedy, the timing, all of it is on point. You know, my favorite character development so far in season three hasn't been development at all. It's just the fact that Laszlo doesn't give two fucks and that he's just the only thing he wants to do is look at porn talk about porn maybe help 
Um, or like he did show a softer side with uh, Colin Robinson, which was nice, but like he just doesn't. Which give is a weird. Shit. Yeah, because like everything else, he's just like, I don't care. Like, and but but the way he's playing it, the way the actor is playing it this season is so much funnier to me. It's just like come because I I was I went, okay I've seen I've seen the first two seasons like so many times I can't even think about it because it's a comfort show, um, and I just love spookiness all year round. So, but I was watching it again after seeing some of these episodes, and I was like, okay, so his this part this part of his personality has always been there. It's just it's I guess the way he's playing it is so different in this season, and it's just one of my favorite stuff is his just one-offs just not giving a shit about anything it's great <laughs> um, laszlo is, St- is steven toast yeah i think yes yeah. yes because i i freaking love steven toast from toast of england or toast of england he's hilarious but from what you're describing you just described toast like i mean that's his character that's 100 percent what i believe <laughs> is like this is just this guy he's just he's just putting on a vampire <laughs> costume and be like what's up like that's it you know it's yeah the, it's the same character but like god yeah like that's Which the whole I'm here for that's fine yeah. Which I'm, yeah. I'm I totally only saw the for. movie, so I actually like that it's a TV show. It's I actually feel like it so fits good. the format. And, yeah, it does. It fits it really well. And they have another show based on the police department uh, in the movie. Um, and it came... Wait, what? Yeah, it's. I think it's in its third season in New Zealand. And its first season, I think, now is available streaming <laughs> Discovery, maybe, or Paramount. But yeah, it's about those two police officers and all of the paranormal stuff that goes down in their town. And how they just like don't I don't I I assume it's how they don't know it's paranormal or like it's just I don't know but I haven't seen it yet I'm very much looking forward to it I want the whole world of just this stuff I love it three seasons get on it James I, you're yeah you're blowing on my mind right now I have no idea but yeah it's great it's called no I can't remember what it's called I I'm sure if we it. looked up oh, yeah, like, police what we do in the shadows yeah uh, there Show, you go. New Zealand. It was airing in New Zealand. Yeah. But I yeah, still need to like, check it out. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that uh, through some means or another, I will find this. Oh, yeah. Because that's uh, Wellington that's Paranormal. It. That's it. Wellington Paranormal. I guess I do know that's it's paranormal. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, I love have something to add that to my scene list. when in the movie when <laughs> I'm like, what's that smell? It smells like barbecue. You know, and they're like, oh, <laughs> they just go downstairs and it's just this so charred good. body and this other guy with his head so twisted on backwards. And it's just so good. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> so good. Great. Hey, everyone likes a good barbecue. Um, <laughs> so did you uh, have any other recents that you, you checked out to, um, recently? No, I've just I have been so busy. I have been so mm. busy and excitingly busy and creatively busy. So, no, I have not. All right. That's awesome. Hey, look, moving forward, that's that's the best recent you can have. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Making moves? Seriously. We Seriously. watch TV, we play video games, but if you go and say, hey, I, you know, improve, I wrote a song it's like, hell yes. on my metal band this week. My first song. Nice! Hey, you know, I, I was going to bring it up later, but my I want to talk song. about that because it's a new project, yes, right? Yes, it just, they just hired me as their metal band or as their singer for uh, and lyricist like on the 5th of october and it's a whole story because this is absolutely insane um and like yeah we've already got the concept of our first album the first five songs on the ep we know what they're going to be called uh we know we have the music written for three of them i wrote i've written the lyrics and melody for one of them already just this week like we are making moves it is happening 
and I'm just having the best time. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I follow so many artists where like, hey, we're putting out something in three years, you know, we're working on it. We have this tepid time, you know, place to do this. But you're you're making moves. I like that. I, and it's crazy That's because fantastic. I've never written music before or I've never. Yeah, I've never written music before. I've only I've done some poetry, but it's been over a decade. And but it was so funny. I've got to tell you this story because, you know, I practice witchcraft and one of the biggest things mm -hmm. that is a part of my practice is manifestation, which, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's, you manifest, you don't have to be a witch to manifest. When you pray, if you are a praying person, you're manifesting. When you are like, right. you know, hyping yourself up before a job interview, like it's, that's part of manifesting. It's just about the intention yep. and about, you know, that kind of mindset. And, um, and I swear I manifest when I'm not even meaning to, because like two months ago, I was just singing around the house and I, and I just, I looked at my roommate and I was like, I have got, I've got songs inside me just like itching to get out. And I told him this and I was like, I don't know why I've, I've never felt like this before. And then a month after that, which was in September, I was visiting my partner and I told him, I was like, God, we were listening to some, uh, I was, I was in a huge system of a down kick. And so I was listening to that oh, just like, yes. I mean, I've just been, uh, I love system, but I've really gotten a resurgence into all of their discography. I've just been resurgence. Oh, yes. Oh my Earth. God. Oh, I love him. Um, but yeah. So. The, the sheer toxicity <laughs> of this conversation. Oh uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was I'm hypnotized. talking about a pizza pie. Um, yeah, it's a reach. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. But anyway, so I, I was just very much like jamming out to some, some system, you know, with this big old smile on my face, trying to scream, which I can't do. Um, trying to scream without hurting my voice at least. Well, and, whoa, um, don't wait, don't feel bad though, because their screams like Surge, the oh, way he screams is very so painful good. for the voice. It's like, you gotta be careful. It's so good though, and I love it. I love it. it I love it. Very it's very good. cathartic, even if you can't sound good or like or, or do it well. It's just like cathartic to scream and with it's them. It's so rhythmic and, oh, and dancing. You know it. what I mean? Yes. Right? Yes. All right. James, so, you've brought oh. you've now you've told me she's in metal and now we can do this. So <laughs> we can talk about metal. This is what's gonna happen. Cause I, now that you mentioned you're writing these songs, the first question I have to like I feel like asking is like, what kind of tone are you going for? Like what kind of sound? Can so, you describe it a little bit? Yeah, we're a symphonic metal band. Um, and so that means that we have yes! Yeah. So for people who've not are aren't this like aren't necessarily aware of what that means, um, typically we're gonna have like my vocals are gonna be more of like very clear kind of melodic operatic classical stuff um mm -hmm. with a little bit of a i do try to put an edge on it here and there um with like like my musical i'm bringing in some of that and um which is really awesome and yeah the music itself incorporates a lot of i mean it's symphonic so it's gonna incorporate strings mm -hmm. and and synth and um amazing yeah it's oh such a full you beautiful can't have symphonic sound. without strings i mean right? you can't yeah. and we also have like choral and like parts happening in there and stuff um but it's it's very dark uh very gothic very storytelling mm -hmm. um so the first ep that we're putting out we've got the concept and it's an entire story arc across all of it so um I won't oh, go into too many of the details, but uh, I've written the second song on the album and my the lead guitarist, who is the founder of the band, Jake, he is currently finalizing um, the first song, which is a fucking hell of an opener. 
Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> That's important. You need a good hook. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he even like improved it. And he mess he called me last night. He was like, I got you gotta hear this shit. And I'm like, okay. And um, and so it, it was just amazing. It was so, so good. And then we've already we've even got he's even written the like what would be our intro into coming on stage and setting the tone for shows. Um, and he's, oh my God, mood music. I mean, already. well, and he's, I mean, this guy, listen, th- these guys are older. They, they were, mm. I know, I know that Jake toured with, uh, Motley Crue and Quiet Riot in the eighties. Um, wow. so they have experience, which is awesome because I do not, uh, <laughs> when it comes to this, I have <laughs> a lot of experience when it comes to other types of bands when it comes to just singing and performing in theater and opera and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but writing music for the first time, being a part of a metal band, like even though I've dreamt about this since I was in sixth grade, I've never done it. So <laughs> while I feel very prepared, I also know that there is a learning curve um, and they have been so incredibly kind. I love these guys. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a blast. I'm having a great time and I can't wait to see where we go with this. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations Thank for like you. first achieving your dreams. Like as someone who loves music myself, I hope to one day maybe lead a band. Who knows? Oh my god! But, but I'm glad you've made that dream seriously. And <laughs> and I had a huge phase uh, when I was going through symphonic metal, and it was just like because it's so elegant, it's so uh, pretty. Have you There's heard? Like, uh, like, sorry, I didn't mean hmm? to totally interrupt you. No, no, please, please continue. It's okay. <laughs> No, I was basically done anyway. I was just a total loser <laughs> listening to my, you know, little MP3 player because I wasn't cool enough to have an iPod yet. So. Oh my gosh. You have a Zune. A Zune. Um, yeah. Okay, totally... don't make fun of my Zune, no. okay? Not even. Oh, no. Not even. I-, I had a SanDisk Sunset. Oh. I had that too. What the fuck? How did you have that too? You were destined, destined to be because it was cheap and it worked. That's how. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, you were saying, I'm sorry? No, you're good. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> no but if i had heard a song you said uh... oh yes no you've got to check out. okay the band that i'm like jake turned me on to that i'd never heard before and that i'm kind of obsessed with is called black briar um like oh i've heard of them, oh actually. my gosh i've been listening to them like i get on these hyper focusing kicks with my adhd of music and um and are with music and i have been with with black briar and they're so i just love their stories and like I've been getting a lot of inspiration from them and Epica and Apocalyptica and uh, Sabaton and just a bunch of really oh great gosh. European bands. Um, there's also some great ones in South America. And uh, yeah, so I'm just, oh, I'm so excited to like share ours with the world and keep creating. I'm having the best time. Well, that excitement tells me that you'd be really good at this. So don't worry about <laughs> you starting out. You're already like showing me just from the attitude that you, you're made for this. So you've got this. I believe Thank in you. That. I mean, I will say I'm going to brag on myself for just a second because I've okay. never written music before. I just wrote <laughs> the music and lyrics or the melody and lyrics uh, of our first song, which is like a six or se- like a six minute song in two sessions. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, well, I'm well, pretty, yes. So I'm like, I, I'm like ready. Wow. I'm ready for the next one. I'm just waiting for him to give me the music. And like, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of what, what came out. Um, and I just, I feel like I've, but the thing is, you know, with my business and I'm not going to get too much into that, but, but I've been for the past three years spending my time designing tarot and in the same sort of way, mm. all of this 
all of this that I've been doing has been like training for how to create a story through a different medium. And that's what I'm doing now just with music. Um, and, yeah. and it's just with my voice and it's, Oh my gosh, it's just, the, it's such a strange thing. This band, it just feels like I've been, it's all been culminating, you know, all of this has been, has been working together all the training I've been doing for years and then the interests I've had and the music training and, and everything has just come into perfect kismet timing of this band. And they happen to be named yeah. Dracora. Mm-hmm. I, I know people are going to be like, Oh, she named her band Dracora. No, they found me like they just, and they had no idea okay. about that. Yeah. Go ahead. But, we also can't pretend like you avoid Dracula-related projects because you played Mina on stage. Oh, I totally did. So, oh, I don't avoid oh, it. You did? I love well. it. Yes. Yeah, I did. I played Mina. <laughs> that's awesome. It was so much fun. I had such a good time. And that's the thing. It's like, I definitely don't avoid it, but that was just too crazy. I even asked him, I was like, so how did you find me? And he said it was through my, my, my profile on Bandmix, you know, that has nothing to do with my TikTok. And I was like, okay. Right. So I was like, okay, do you, any of you guys use TikTok? And they're like, no, because they're all older dudes, <laughs> you know? And, sure. uh, and I totally have a TikTok. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't get one until I was like, I need to talk about the business and I need to try to do this for the business, you know? Because Instagram mm. is just, poo, it's gone way down. Um, all of my, so. all of my content on there is just like, yeah, I've just stopped posting for right now. And I know that's not good, but I have so much other stuff to do. Um, but anyway, and so I was like, okay, at the end of our call where it was like, they contacted me on the morning of the 5th, that night we had a video conference set up with all four of the members and myself, or well, three of the members and myself at the time. And um, by the end, it was supposed to be like a 30 minute call and it lasted for two hours. And by the end of it, I'm part of the band. They're calling me sis, <laughs> like we're family. And and I finally, I, oh, yeah, oh my gosh, I love first these impression. guys. I love them. And I, uh, and on top of that, I'm like, okay, so it seems very clear they don't know about my relation. So, guys, I, by the way, my, my name is Shanna Stoker, and I'm related to Brom Stoker. <laughs> and so I let that bomb drop. And it was like, Whoa. genuinely, like the video, the everybody on the video was like really funny. And the only reason I let it drop like that was because I usually don't put that much pomp into it it's really not that big of a deal for me but like the reason it was was because you named your band dracora based on dracula and then you find me and the thing was <laughs> jake actually found my profile months before but if he had contacted me then i wouldn't have been able to do it and he didn't contact me because most of my stuff is disney on my profile <laughs> most of my like songs and stuff uh because i used to do i used to have a princess party company where i would that's how I paid for school a lot. Most of it was, uh, was That's doing awesome. that. So, yeah. And, and so I have a lot of experience with the princess voices and stuff. And so he didn't even think twice about my profile, but then Compi, the bassist brought it to him, showed him my Sally song recording and they were like, okay, we got to get her. Oh, and of course it was nightmare. Before of course Christmas. it was. Of course it was. <laughs> of course. So it's just, I mean, the way that it all lined up so well, it's just absolutely, like I said, I think I've been manifesting this to happen without even realizing it <laughs> that's incredible like just being able to sort of like over the years build up your niches on top of each other and then when they oh just kind God. of come into this beautiful stack and you sealed it with the with the coming out of your familial legacy <laughs> guys i'm related to dracula 
<laughs> it's so crazy. And they're crazy. just like, what? I've just. It, it was it was the perfect power play. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like you can't you you have to have me now, right? Like you you have. To. Yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't already been sealed, but I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. It was already sealed. No, no, it was no, already but, done. Yeah. Like I said, I take. I'm just saying it was very smart to, yes. to keep that to yourself for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um. So uh, was that it for your recents? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, would I, would you like me to go next, James? Go ahead, Bone King. Okay, I am stumbling my way through these transitions. I got this. All right, here we go. Here are my recents. So I saw two new movies. Um, I've been trying to keep it, you know, since it's October. I'm trying to, you know, catch up on a lot of the horror movies and stuff that I missed out on. Um, and the problem with that is, is that I've seen a lot of them, so I kind of have to keep digging, right? So I finally saw Haosu, if anyone's ever heard of Haosu. Nope. No. Okay. It is basically a Japanese haunted house movie. Um, oh. And like, of course, like, oh, a haunted house movie. That's pretty much dime a dozen. You know, it's not really a unique concept. But wow, the visuals in this movie. Like, it is so freaking colorful. Like, it's so uh, nightmarish yet filled with color because there's so many different ways the house will just straight up eat you. Like, just, it, it's not even like it needs a mouth or something. You'll just be caught in some, like, I don't know, covers or something, and it'll just eat you, and you're gone. And you're like, what the? And it's so, that kind of level of craziness. Mm -hmm. Is it just an evil house? No, no, it is not just oh. an evil room. I well, then I'm house. not interested. <laughs> yeah, okay, Fortino, yeah, okay. But, uh, no, but all, all in all, it is a pretty fucking evil house, though. And there is a, a witch that is sort of like leading it and she's like feeding off the kids it's a really cool concept so i, I do right yeah i see i see shan over there like yeah that's some good witch mo that's classic feed screw them kids they the youth is wasted and you know what the movie you don't put up a good argument who knows so it was a good movie i recommend it it was uh it was on demand so you know it's not even that hard to find um, the next movie I saw is actually a really popular movie that I'm sure everyone has already seen, but I'm really late to the party. It's called They Live. I have not seen that. All right. Okay, I'm not alone. Okay, so this is my first time really seeing this movie, and I've heard so right. many things about it. The first thing everyone knows is the sunglasses scene, where, like, the guy puts on a pair of sunglasses, and he looks at some billboards, and it says, Obey, or Submit. And it, like, it just basically reduces everything to its most... Uh, I guess base uh, advertising level, you know what I mean? And yeah, so that's the scene that everyone's usually familiar with, but then it goes into like, oh, why is the world like that? There's actually these aliens. So that's the stuff I learned about. Well, okay, what were you going to say, Dr. Root? I see you there. Well, no, I was going to say, uh, uh, Shanna, you've probably seen like imagery from this, uh, from yes. this movie. That's okay. really Just because it's very often used in like criticism, because the whole movie is a criticism on capitalism. Oh. Mm. Well, That's what go. the whole the the whole thing is about. It's about c capitalism and, and consumerism. Looking at it right now, but most of the most of the movie is like literally just following this guy bumbling into places in the most violent way possible. And it's like, yeah, yeah he's supposed to be the hero because he's you know hunting down the aliens, but the people don't know that. And the way he does it, he just basically shoots up a bank, and you're like, what the fuck? So there's that, and then the movie stops dead for a fight scene for 15 minutes, which was great. This looks and amazing. I, was like, okay, I need to see this. And it was a good movie, though. All, it's all a in wild all, movie. It was a wild movie, but I had a fun time. So you know what? Just don't expect the main character to act like a human being. He is a psychopath. <laughs> like, okay, that's just um, what he is. Once again, Ash. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. <laughs> 
Correct. Through no, Ash. I Ash, can't stand him, but I love him. I don't know if Ash is no. Ash at least is likable in no, some way. I did well, not find he's a dick. Bruce, come on. But that's just it. But that's you the thing alone. about Bruce. He's likable in spite <laughs> of it. how much of a okay, douche he okay. is. Yeah. I will say and I'm I'd like to tell you him. all. <laughs> I'd like to tell you all that doesn't that that is not limited to Ash. That extends to Bruce Campbell himself. <laughs> no, yeah. After, but he even after said, spending a weekend with the man. But he, mm-hmm. wait, you spent a weekend with the man? I used to work for Florida Supercon. What? And he, uh, I used to work for guest relations, and he was with us for a weekend. Uh, he had relations exactly, with the guests. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, wow. <laughs> wait. Uh, that is exact. He's pretty much exactly what I expected him to be. <laughs> but, Honestly, but if you've even, ever watched Burn Notice, if you've ever watched Burn Notice, because he's on Burn yeah. Notice. Burn Notice is the least amount of acting he's ever done. <laughs> Burn Notice is just Bruce Campbell. But he said he, that he just... didn't like Ash. Or he was like... Yeah. So does... Is that one of the cases of like you see in yourself or you see the things you don't like about yourself and other people? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I will say. But the, um, he's just... It's part of his character <laughs> that he be a dick during all of yes. the craziness. For sure. Yes. Saying I wouldn't necessarily want to be his friend. <laughs> no, absolutely. And just to bring it back to They Live, there is none of that. Like, there's just no humanizing with this character. He just, like, enters places like some sort of alien. It's the most bizarre thing. Anyway, nah. that aside, um, beyond They Live and Haosu, uh, I've basically continued my playthrough of this RPG uh, I bought it on the Switch. It was $2, and it's really surprising me, actually. Um, I was going to go into, like, the more details of how it's very original, but you know what? I think I'm going to save that for when I actually finish the game, because I, I feel like some okay. of these plot points are going to end. But so far, what you need to know is LeGrand Legacy is literally two freaking dollars on Steam, and it's more fun than most of the freaking mainstream RPGs that are out nowadays, so... Very nice. Know. Hey, sometimes it pays to look, you know, in yeah. the dollar store. It's there. Um, and actually, that's it for my recent. So what you got for me, Dr. Rude? Okay, uh, I've got two things that I can only talk about, like, very briefly, just because, like, they involve, like, spoilers. But mm-hmm. I finished Metroid Dread, and it oh, was wow. awesome. For, for the first time? I'm surprised this isn't, like, your sixth time through already. I, I 100%ed the game. It's, 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 a lo- it's, it's, a, it's a decent chunk of a game. Uh, but I also saw James Bond No Time to Die. Oh, how was it? Uh, I'm a huge James Bond fan. This isn't uh, a good sign. <laughs> and no, uh, the, the, the movie left me speechless at the end. Uh, in a good way or bad? Is, I still don't know. This is, this is definitely Craig's best entry in the James Bond franchise. Wow. And if you're a James Bond fan and don't walk away with this being one of your favorite Bond movies, I don't know if we could be friends. Uh, <laughs> like this is the, this, the, so I, I, I've been struggling figuring out what my favorite movie I've seen this year is because up until now it was The Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, but the the storytelling in this, the character moments, like, and for a James Bond film, a lot of emotional, like, mm. uh, impact. It, it's, it's, it's great. It's, and also, like, uh, Remy Malek's performance oh, as him. this kind of, yeah, so good. He always just finds his way in so many projects and just does yep. it like to the best of his ability. He's and incredible. He's I swear everything he puts his hand on, it's just like, oh, that's a totally new facet of your character. Amazing. 
Well, even uh-huh. the bad thing he was in, which I, I'm sorry, I did not very much like the the remake of Old Boy. Um, oh, I don't know that. But there was one. Oh, with he Josh was Brolin. in that. He was That's in right. it, but for like a brief minute, and he rocked yeah. his role. It wasn't his we, fault. Like we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> so but, I'm just uh, yes, he he makes the best out of a worse situation. Yes. Yeah, but uh, no, he he was incredible. Leia Soido, mis- I'm butchering her last name, but she was awesome. And uh, one of the loves of my life, Anna de Armas, is in it as like this. She's a Bond girl, but like Daniel Craig said in an interview that the traditional Bond girl is gone. It's out of date. There, there, it's not contextually a hundred percent anymore. And like, <laughs> no, a hundred percent. But Anna de Armas, nonetheless, plays a very beautiful, yeah. like femme fatale type spy. But it's a very different take on like the femme fatale spy because she's very like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, oh, let's go. I love that. And then she ends up, yeah, she's super cheery. It's like, I'm oh, super God. excited to be here. And then she beats up a room full of people. That makes me it's happy. Awesome. I feel like I would love yeah, her. It's super cool. So and James like her, Bond found anime? Because basically this is every anime character. Yeah. I'm cheery, but secretly a badass. Like, so And her, her and Bond have no romantic entanglement at all. It's literally just like, hey, stay longer next time. Cool, see you later. And they leave. It was great. Nice. I, I don't uh, see why that can't be a Bond girl. That works. No, I, I know. I'm just saying it's, it's the trope the traditional of the Bond, Bond girl. girl. Yeah. yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. For sure. But, but yeah, uh, I, I can't really talk about this movie too much because I'll end up giving something away. But it's, it's awesome, uh, especially if you like James Bond films. Is this it's the great. last Daniel Craig? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. So I know this the is the 100- end of my DVD box set. Got it. Uh, yes, a hundred percent. This is Craig is like, no, I'm actually done. <laughs> no, I don't care how much, because like, he's he's been done before, and then he's just they've just given him more money, and he's just yeah. been like, okay, fine, no, 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 no. Uh, watch, watch. But, after the after this, he's gonna come back as Trevelyan when they remake Goldeneye. Done. Oh Jesus! Look, I already uh, figured this shit out. It's easy. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I've started. I'm still in my playthrough because uh, I've been juggling so many other things. But uh, I'm still in my playthrough. Uh, Undertale. I'm mm. also playing Outer Worlds. Finally, mm, nice. That's such a you game too. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and what we do in the shadow oh. season three. Uh, oh, I I also saw Squid Game. I have not watched that I yet. Need to finally. See it. Yeah. It was okay. It was pretty good. <laughs> Is it like, pretty much it Battle Royale? It's battle royale with the less focus on the action. Is it really gory? Like that's one of the reasons I haven't watched it. Am I going to get super triggered? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's bloody more than gory. Okay. Like there's several scenes of like people getting blood splattered on them, but there's very little actual like gore. Okay, no, then I can watch that. There's like you see some distant shots of like bodies. Uh in very unnatural positions but for the most part it's not like people's like lower intestines yeah. are hanging out of their body their <laughs> skulls aren't being ripped in half like it's none of that cool, um, cool. so look i, I don't i don't want to de- it especially if you're not into like if you're not into like a lot of japanese media this mm. is definitely or, or asian media in general you should definitely watch this it's just if you are into some Asian media, a lot of the concepts in here won't be as original mm. to you as it will be to other people. That being said, uh, yeah, so, so again, I don't, and the game, or the game, the move, the show rests a lot on its characters, and it has some legitimately good characters. I've, I've been um, seeing a lot of, like, cartoons about them. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. the like memes the, are everywhere. Memes and um, yeah, fan art, things like that. I feel like I know more yeah. about it just from the freaking memes. Like, I don't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I, I'm not saying don't watch it. Like it, it's def like I, I don't regret watching it. It just. I, I the hype like the the hype was working against it for me mm-hmm. because it's like yeah yeah like it, it 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 again for someone with no experience in this kind of media I'm sure this hits different but for me I was like oh this is cool that's just like Battle Royale uh which by the <laughs> way if you like Squid Name go watch Battle Royale yeah it's no great. no well I would suggest reading Battle Royale only because that's how that's I true. experienced it mm. and it was fucking amazing so great uh, book. But yeah, uh, and then uh, the lady and I are also watching. Oh my god, why can't I remember the name of this show right now? What uh, we do in the shadows me... again? No, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only murders in the building. Oh, oh is what yes, I've been yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But that's with Martin Short and then Steve Martin, right? Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena that's Gomez. Right, Selena Gomez. A... I was just excited about I've Martin Short and Steve Martin working together again because I'm a huge yes. fan of theirs. That's amazing. But the three of them have amazing chemistry. For what, if, if you don't know what the show is about, it's basically these three very these three people who are very uninterested in each other. They're okay. like so. Selena Gomez obviously plays like a millennial, and then you have Steve Martin and Martin Short, who are like Martin Short plays like the sassy like gay man of the building, of course, who's very like he's like uh the stage actor who's actually really hard like down on his luck mm. and is like struggling for money but he mm. hides that in his like fabulousness and then you have uh steve martin who plays uh an actor from a television series in the 80s <laughs> who struggles with his uh lack of relevancy in a modern age nice mm. and what about uh, selena but then there she's she, again she's, she's just, just like a, a millennial, millennial insert yeah, that's her uh, character trait. You're well, young. Again, <laughs> you're young and her, you're a girl. The, 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 the depth of her Dang. character is developed later on. It's just she's just presented as just this like, I'm a fucking millennial. I don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is a murder in their building or no, there is a, a death in their <gasps> building, we'll say. And they believe that the death is more than just an accident. Mm. And then they find out that all three of them are huge fans of the same murder podcast of the same true crime podcast. (laughs) So they decide to make their own true crime podcast called Only Murders in the Building, where it's literally just about the one murder in their building. Wait, but it's a murder. Pl- Wait, doesn't it doesn't have plural in the title? Presumably, someone else will die in order for this to have uh-huh. a season two. I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> uh, okay, but we haven't finished it yet. But honestly, it's 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 such charming I'm so television. Glad. I'm literally like, about to put my TV on it right now, not to watch, but just to remind myself when we get done with this podcast because I will forget. <laughs> like, it's super cool and like dark comedy. I, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But also, like, the character depth is great. And like I said, the chemistry between all three of them, truly. Martin Short and Steve Martin, that's a given, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But Selena and them work so well together. And you can see it because she does the behind the scene TikToks. Oh, really? Uh, and yeah, 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 it's great. Um, and, uh, and yeah, no, their chemistry on set definitely comes through. And it's awesome. Definitely check it out. Okay. Uh, right. That being said, that does it for my recent Bone King. Is it okay if I just start us into news? 
Yeah, sure. Let yourself in, okay. why don't you? All right. Uh, so I'm just going to. Uh, so we actually have a, a huge amount of like comic book news because last week was DC Fandom. Nice. Mm, that's true. Uh, but I'm going to go. Th- and these aren't. Uh, I'm just going to go through a bunch of trailers real quick. Not all of these are DC trailers, but I just want to list all the trailers off first. Uh, first, we got our first teaser trailer for uh, Dwayne Johnson and, and the Black Adam. Very uh, much it just literally a teaser. Is- yeah but yeah. it gave it but it answered the question of what's he gonna look like and he looks great was that ever uh, in any doubt though like i mean it's i mean dc doesn't lot. have the best track record with suits <laughs> i guess i guess in that regard i just i think the rock can pull off most roles because it's just him so, i mean most, most roles, roles. <laughs> yeah most roles it's just him with some sort of leather piece or, or shirtless right or a black shirt right so or, i'm exactly with both of jungle. those Clothing. <laughs> yeah, like it's either like right. yeah, no, that was reason. <laughs> yes, but he's done that so many no, times in Jumanji. In the sacrilege Jumanji, yeah, yeah. Jumanji in um what the Jungle Cruise. three monsters, oh, uh, Jungle Cruise, but also uh oh, oh Rampage, God, George, no, Rampage. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I forgot they did but, ra- they did Rampage. How random is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we also got a new TV spot for the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is the uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman mm-hmm. project? He's got and the chin. It looks, yeah, no, he looks great. I, I'm I'm super here for it. I like the new take on the Bat costume. He looks fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a teaser for the new Flash movie, uh, which again, uh, as someone who really doesn't care much for Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. I, 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 meh. I'm in that but boat with his you, suit, unfortunately. His suit looks great, and the trailer is narrated by Michael Keaton. Oh, oh, uh, and we got to. And we got to see a little bit of the bat cow from behind. So, you know, I, we knew that he was coming back, but it's nice to finally see it really cements it in reality. I'm very happy that about it. Nice. Uh, we also got a trailer for hit monkey. Oh, which actually looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks super fun. I strongly, sorry, I'm not giving us much time to talk about it. Cause I have a lot of things to get through. Mm. So I, I can't go into a whole lot. And there is a few things I want to discuss. Uh, and we got a trailer for uncharted. Yeah, I saw that. I think it looks good, man. I'm just, I'm a little bit off put just because of how young everyone is. But then again, I guess that's the point because it's like a prequel. It is a point. It's a prequel. Exactly. It's, it's hard for me to not see super ultra twink Tom Holland in some sort of like grizzly action role. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know. It's, could we have someone who can grow a beard is at the very least like a little He's stubble? Not- He's so freaking baby face. He is. He's, He's so a cute. kid in the movie. He's a great Peter Parker, but I don't know about, you know, <laughs> dashing, you know, action hero. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I definitely think I Whatever. saw a picture from that. I saw a still from that and it was him. I don't remember what it was, but he looked. Hey, I feel like he's got the acting chops for it. Like he's definitely got the oh, ability. Yeah. I got to see it, you know. For I don't sure. know. We, we, I got to give it a shot. But at the same time, <laughs> just I- the trailer, I'm like. And I normally don't don't care much for Mark Wahlberg, uh, but uh, his Sully looks to be like really on point. I'm excited for it. But we didn't see a single mustache throughout the entire trailer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> That's a plot we point. God forbid. Also got our, we all, I mean, mustaches are very important. Uh, Says the man with a curly one, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, and we got our first look at uh, Blue Beetle for the upcoming uh, Blue Beetle movie. Oh, fun. And they're doing the full Jamie Ray as Blue Beetle, so it's the high-tech one, and it looks great. Yeah. Uh, and then in less fun comic book movie news stuff, there's a bunch of other stuff that came out in DC Fandom. We really don't have time to break it all down. 
definitely uh, check out a breakdown of it. It's a, it's a lot of really cool shit coming out from uh, from DC. Mm. Uh, that being said, Marvel has pushed pretty much the entire Phase Four slate back to 2023. Uh, uh, this includes okay. like this includes Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panda, a uh, Black Panda, Black Panda. <laughs> Whoa! Now that's a movie. Just you mix Black Kung Panther, Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Peanut uh, butter Black chocolate. Panther, Waka- uh, yeah. <laughs> Black Panther. Black Panda. <laughs> God damn it! Black Panther. <sighs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, it's yeah been that's great. it. That's our show. <laughs> it's been great. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever got pushed back. Uh, Love and Thunder got pushed back. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania got pushed back. Uh, and outside of the MCU, uh, Indiana Jones Five also got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind because we've had such an influx of them. Maybe a little break is nice. I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, also, uh, Multiverse of Madness was also pushed back. Uh, it wasn't as big a pushback. It was just from March to May of next year. Um, that was the one I actually was interested in. So good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, I can't help but think this has a lot to do with, like, the, the, just everything surrounding, like, how they've been handling theater and streaming releases. I Mm. think this has to do with maybe they do want to give theater releases another chance. Mm -hmm. So they're spacing everything out again just for, you know, to, to make it as, as successful an outing for them as possible. Especially after what happened with, like, Scarlet and the, the release of, uh, of Black Widow. I mean, uh, Halloween that, released with on Peacock and in theaters, so it's it's viable yes. to do both. So, because but it hasn't done great experience. in theaters. I I guess it's it. People do still want the theater experience. It's just not the majority, I guess. So yeah. no, that's uh, me a hundred percent. Like if 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 theaters went the way of the dinosaur, I, it would be like one of the most depressing things for me. Like being in the movie away. theater. Yeah, I don't know about if about it going away completely. It's just more of like an exclusive kind of artsy thing to do. Well, and you know it's whether I mean? or not they're going well, to we take can... the exclusivity from theaters and keep it in the streaming domain. Like, are they going to take that back right. and make it exclusive that's again? True. Because that's the thing that the pandemic did. Like, now, legally, what are they going to do? You know, like, what are they going to do with their contracts yeah. and with all of this kind of stuff? So I definitely understand where the dilemma is. Yeah, 100%. But at the end of the day, we're also all kind like at this point, like Disney, especially, but a lot of entertainment companies are so powerful that they could really just do whatever. And we'd be like, I hate this, but fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we started so streaming like, because we didn't want, like I, I never had cable. I started streaming to save money and now I'm paying so much for different yeah. platforms. And it's just like, well, you know, at least I get Back to watch my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, honestly, I would gla- I would gladly pay just as much for cable to do my streaming just because uh, I would like to never see a commercial again right? ever in my life. I hate uh, commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have I, I have zero like I go over to like my parents house with the TV on and like my ADD triggers so hard because like I hate commercials. I can't. Absolutely. I'm the same. It's boat. The I'm in the same boat. I just hate. Also- I don't have a reason. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, we also found out from the director, uh, from David Gordon Green, director of Halloween Kills, uh, that the DVD will have the alternate ending, uh, on it. Uh, I know what the alternate ending is, I'm not gonna spoil it. How the uh, fuck? Okay. Like, cause we I saw don't... that together, and it's like, alternate yes. ending to that? 
Yes. Interesting. Uh, okay. And like a lot of the headlines are calling this alternate ending better. I don't know that it is. You're gonna have but, to tell uh, me after the show because I'm genuinely okay. curious. Yes. We yeah, can't spoil uh, it here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was another oh, also, reason, by the way, we saw Halloween Kills. Yes, but we're gonna go into that in great detail on next week's we episode. We will. We will be here all night. It was that much to talk about. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, we also got our casting, and I know that you're super excited for this project, Bone King, because mm -hmm. I know how much you care about like expanded lore. Uh, but the uh, the jo the John Wick prequel series, the Continental. Oh, fuck off! Can some mystery still survive? We don't need to explain everything out of existence. I didn't know where I I didn't need to know where the man got his guns. I really didn't. He just needed to have I them. Kindly go suck a fuck. Uh, I, 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 this is where we disagree. It's just like it was so nice that he just had the guns and the plot was able to move forward. Well, but it's not about him though. Move. Yeah, because now it's a prequel thing about someone else that's in the in the but Continental. Well, no, it's it's the guy who runs the Continental. Uh, mm -hmm. The like uh, uh, I can't remember the character's name. Waddell. No, uh, that's the that's the I forget I forget the character's name. Is it but the it's guy about at the, the counter or the guy no, that plays Thor? The guy that in actually fucking... runs it. The guy that plays o uh, Odin. You Odin, mean, yeah. In, Amer in American Gods. In American yeah, Gods, him. yes. Um, but anyway, uh, Winston Scott is the character's name. There we go. Mm -hmm. But it's a young Winston Scott. So it's about them establishing the Continental and presumably the way that, like, the currency and all that works. Shut the fuck up, Bunking. I'm the, super excited. Look, I saw John Wick 2. I saw Parabellum. And they weren't able to, like, increase the lore in a way that felt good and not cheap. In those two movies, I don't know how they're going to do it in this one. But hey, more all power right. to you. By all means, let's check it out first. Uh, but anyway, they uh, they casted uh, uh, Colin uh, Colin Waddell as the uh, as the, uh, the the lead, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks cool. Uh, okay. Also, uh, we got some surprise. Well, it's casting that has surprised a lot of people, uh, and that's uh, uh, Will Poulter will play uh, Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam Warlock. That sounds familiar. Well, a lot of people know Will Poulter as like the shady ginger kid from We're the Millers, and like That's who that stuff is. like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hmm. And so they're like, uh, he's gonna play Adam Warlock, but these are people who clearly haven't like seen pictures of him recently because the man is the definition of a glow up. Oh my gosh, yes, I just like, saw that on social media recently. Um like yeah. Yeah, like the 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 dude like no, it it's a it, it's very it's a very akin to uh oh my god, from Harry Potter. Um Oh yeah, Neville. No, Neville Longbottom. It's very it's very similar to Neville Longbottom yeah. where you go Wait, that's Neville? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, the reaction to him. But yeah, he's going to play Adam Warlock uh and I think it's great. Uh, Wait, and... that's Dumbledore? Wasn't he played by someone else in the other movie? <laughs> Dumbledore? <laughs> no, in the movies they switched the actor for Dumbledore. Oh, it was a joke. Oh, you're a turd. Um, <laughs> uh, I know you also, are, but what uh, am I? Two, and two last things that I want to talk about is uh, DC Comics has changed uh, Superman's motto. Uh, uh, it is no longer truth, justice, and the American mm. way. That's what it was. Okay. The new motto is truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. In my opinion, it's a it's a it, it's a better it, it, it's a better motto for Superman. Yeah, because the American way is kind of fucked. 
little bit. It also is just so much clearer too, because you could anything could be misconstrued as the American way in some vague notion. So like at least this is a positive, you know. But it was a propaganda term as well. But like yeah, when you really think, look, I have a degree in history, so I I get a little um, oh flexing right now. Well, (laughs) I'm just no, but like when I think about (sighs) the uh, the American uh, history, I it's just we got a lot to be proud of. We got a lot to not be proud of, you know. (laughs) <laughs> sure, absolutely. Super, Superman was always supposed to represent the idealistic America, yeah. which I get. But he's not un, like he's not American. He is like well, he is. He is American. Well, he's he, well. He was <laughs> hey, raised in he America. He immigrated so. and he You're did right. all his paperwork. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he is an but American. The Superman, the Superman symbol is the third most recognized symbol in the entire world. How uh, oh. to call? Yeah, yeah it's. Well, the, the other the third, two are just Mickey Mouse twice. It's uh, the third non-religious symbol. Um, you 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 say that, but big, the mouse ears no, is I the know. first. Yeah, and the and the McDonald's arches is oh the second. My really, wow. Mickey D's, damn, fucking wild. Uh, but yeah, the Superman symbol is the third most recognized uh, pop culture symbol in the world. Uh, and so to say he's an American hero is a fallacy. So a better tomorrow, I think, is more uh, fitting for, and he's not like Captain America. He doesn't have yeah. to be the American hero. He can be the world's yeah. hero, and this is a better fit for that. Well, I, I liked the original motto, but this change is not that bad. You know what I mean? I feel no, like it, it's no. more concise. So what's the Agre- problem? Agreed. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about is this whole drama uh, surrounding Ruby Rose on the set of Batwoman. I keep uh, seeing this everywhere. I haven't seen anything it's about wild. this. So, so this started with Ruby Rose saying, uh, I will no longer be silent. And she posted this like series of like, I think it was Instagram posts. Like just describing the shit she went through on set on the set of Batwoman. Oh, no. Everything okay. from not everything from like nobody given time to recover after watching a stunt man's face melt off due to an accident. Literally, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, to her having to come back to a very action-oriented project ten days after back surgery, like shit, like that, and just in general, it's it's a huge laundry list of things. Jesus, that's uh, a management but, shit right there. Like. That's awful. Well, I I, I don't like so. Uh, I don't want to get into like the he said she said of it all, but uh, but oh, she's also like directly called out the showrunners. For like just their general behavior and heartlessness. Mm. But the showrunners have fired back. Because also what came up was her being removed from the series. Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, because she openly, she openly admitted that she did not quit. She was removed. And then they fired back with, yeah, you were removed because of consistent complaints of misconduct on set after a thorough investigation. And then like... So again, I'm normally not one to be like. (laughs) But the thing is, some of her co-stars have come out and said, like they haven't said anything one way or the other, but they've like they've kind of skirted around with, you have to do a lot to get fired as the lead, like that kind of thing. Fuck you. So (laughs) it becomes it becomes it becomes a lot of he said she said. But the point is, if everyone's an asshole, that's not better. No, it's not. Uh, and her and her accusations are still valid. I mean, it sounds like uh, an entirely regardless. toxic production, you know, fe- fe- yeah. uh, situation at all, like completely, yeah. you know. 
sounds like yeah. how films are made like tv yeah. shows are made. like this well, is just probably yeah. every day for them well and this is one of the reasons no, why but... they're 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 you know the crews right now are strike on strike yeah yep it's true it's true 100 percent. uh but yeah that is all i want to talk about for this week's news uh bone king what do you got for me i've got only two bits of news and i kind of need your help with one of them so I know. I it, me needing your help. It's a rare instance. I, I'm very aware of it. Um. So first things first. I just want to say for you Animal Crossing fans out there, don't worry. Your addiction is validated. They're going to have a major update November fifth. It's going to be Version a huge. Two. Yeah. Verse. It's a huge. It's the last free major update they said. But it's like yeah. literal big quality of life improvements that like change how you play the game. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. It's almost like there's going to be a new DLC on sale. And then there you go. And that's what it ties into. Right. So there's a twenty five dollar DLC where you can go around and design other people's houses, which, to be honest, should have already been a gameplay feature in a game that was about designing houses. Why should I only design my own? Whatever. So that's going to be a thing, um, and I can't wait for it, actually. I might get it. And the last thing, and this is what I need your help on. So Dead by Daylight has been having a fucking string of bad luck. Um, and bad luck, really, I should boil that down to just shitty management decisions. It seems as though the management is just trying to push things out fast and hard without really making sure it runs properly or if it's really what the fans even were looking for in the first place. So, like, first off the bat, a new DLC came out for Halloween, and it was a new character a new that they were going to add to the game. And this character has three perks. Now, the minute the game was out, turns out one of the perks didn't work. So they had to literally turn off one of this new character's perks the day she comes out. So it's like, that's wow. already not a great start. People who spent money get literally less of what they paid for. Mm. Now, and then they announced this news. So it turns out that Dead by Daylight, the company, was taking models that they had made for the game and provided them to another company that sells NFTs, and they are selling in-game models as NFTs. Now, just to re-clarify, because okay. NFT is a thing that's been bumping around a lot recently, and just to sort of explain it to people, you don't really, like, buy the thing. You buy a URL to that, that basically links you to the thing, and it adds you onto an online registry that you bought that URL. That's the blockchain. Um, no, that's not exactly how the blockchain I'm, works. I'm doing it in the it, most like rudimentary, like layman. But form. it's not just a URL that you. Add. It's it's the you 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 do own a unique identifier because it is part of the blockchain, which is a long algorithmic mathemat mathematical sure, chain of numbers. But you, but you, so it, you're again, tied to a unique modifier. So you do own something unique. URL you, modifier. A URL could also be unique and it being your own specific link to this picture. You know what I mean? So you do have that like unique code to it, but the resources it takes to keep that code active for you apparently is a lot. Like it's a lot of energy consumption just to sort of even have NFTs available, not even selling, just up and running. Well, that's the problem. That, 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 that's a... Uh... You can say that about that, that. That's the problem with crypto in general. Yes. It's just because like the no, amount of energy it takes to mine crypto is sure, insane. but it's even worse with NFTs apparently because of these image links and whatnot. I don't know. Look, I'm not some fucking stockbroker. What I do know is that there's these people paying upwards of three hundred thousand dollars for a fucking JPEG so that they can have their own specific attachment link to it. Like it, that doesn't really compute to me. And if it's really doing harm to the environment, I don't see the plus of this. 
And the thing that makes it skeezy for Dead by Daylight is that a lot of people don't support these. So they just basically said, hey, that chapter that you just bought last week, yeah, some of that money, that that's actually going to some NFTs, by the way. See ya, and then people got pissed. They were like, we want refunds. We don't want our money supporting this and it's actively destroying the fucking planet. Mm. And I myself was kind of like, look, you guys have been fucking up the anniversaries, the perks, the maps are all, like there's three maps that are offline. They are not having a good time and this is not any better for them. I really hope they do better as a company and focus more on like the players as opposed to just trying to make a quick buck even though the players really don't support it. You know what I mean? And it's you could see it on Twitter. Like there's a large amount of people that don't like it. And this is just literally them trying to make some extra bucks. Instead of putting the money towards like something better for the game, they're off making deals with these NFT dudes. And I don't know. Not a big fan of what they're doing there. Dead by Daylight, please get better. And that is all I've got for news. Uh, Shanna, did you have anything you wanted to mention that just, I don't know, surprising headlines, breaking news? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, that's incorrect. You you just wrote your first song for the band. Yes, sure. That's Very news. personal news. Yeah, I just wrote my first yes. song ever, and it's uh, with my metal band, Dracora. So... Yeah. Do you, we didn't ask, but do you guys have any like release oh, window yeah, plans? Shit, we we don't <laughs> know yet because I think, but I mean, okay. I'm going out of town this weekend for about a week and a half. And I know that we're planning on recording when I get back. So, I mean, as okay. soon as we're done recording and have it ready, I will we'll probably go ahead and release the first song. Um, so you can check us out on Dracora.com and that's when we'll have um, up, something up and running. Soon, I was just about uh, to ask, like, when it shows up, where should we be looking? Yeah, yeah, you can Perfect. look there. Um, yeah, there's a picture, like, <laughs> I hate it, like, our first band picture. I, I was in so much pain that day, and I look like, you can tell I'm in pain. I'm like, <laughs> I just look so... No, but that oh works for, this, for the metal um, vibe. No, sure, it works. Sure. We're inner struggle and turmoil that will be represented. Uh, but we, we will definitely <laughs> keep, uh, keep the freaks up, updated on, on, uh, on, the, on the release of that because it, it's, it sounds super cool. And oh, I'm a yes. big fan of symphonic metal. Like, yeah, any chance whole, to like, get into a new symphonic metal band? Yes. I'm well, done. and we also have, uh, uh, we recently released in the Ghoulish Garb, my other passion project, um, my, my business, we released uh, the shadow edition of our terror tarot deck. I know they can't see, but you guys can. Ooh. So it's the black and white version. It comes with a bonus card and it's on sale $10 off right now on Amazon. Um, so it's $24.95 and it's got free shipping. Uh, I actually know a little bit about tarot. I, I got really interested in it when I, you know, played Persona. You can probably freaking wonder uh... why. Uh, but like, I learned all about like the different um, suits and the different, you know, types of the tarot cards. And you mentioned it earlier how it's like, it's about telling a story through mm -hmm. the cards. And I tell that to people all the time where it's like, it's not going to just tell you what your future is. Yeah. It is telling you a story <laughs> and you apply your life to that story yes. and it helps you organize and, it. Yes. And that even helps you organize, like, tell it to people who don't believe in like the mysticism of it it's just you know thinking in a different perspective it's all about it's like you know yes i do believe in the mysticism of it as well about like just kind of my intuition and the spirit and everything helping guide me but mm. um yeah it's definitely more psychological than anything else because it's you know it's all about what you're gonna see in the symbolism what is this hi there's a cat um what is <laughs> this you know just appearing <laughs> He just came over and looked at me like, I want your lap, please. Anyway. Um, so, but you mentioned yeah. that there was a secret card? Yes, there's a bonus card. 
Um, so we, I mean, we were releasing, it was like our second or third anniversary when we decided to release this. So oh we, we definitely wanted it to be not just the black and white version of the deck, but like, oh, hi, baby. <laughs> Sorry. For the audience, funny. James just decided to lift the pooches. Yeah. I couldn't not. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So we didn't want to just release the black and white deck. We really wanted to bring something else to it as well. Um, and something right. that, that, you know, if you bought the original deck, uh, major arcana in color, you would still want to buy this one and want to see this one and everything. And of course, whenever we release yeah. the full deck, we'll include both these cards as well. But, um, it is the world card, which oh, is the world. Yeah. Typically the last in the major yeah. arcana. Um, and this one, instead of the Jekyll and Hyde version of the original, this one shows a Victorian ghost lady who's coming through the portal, which Ooh. is the mirror. And uh -huh. the four figures in the corner of the card are um, displayed here as like cameos or old pictures on this wall because she's in this gallery wall of this haunted house. And every single thing in this card has a meaning like so I mean, it's just all about like the end of cycles here um, with the flowers that are dead or with um, transformation and metamorphosis with the butterflies. Um, over here, we have her cameo where she's looking backward. She's looking in the past, even though she's also looking forward here. So it's, it's uh, you know, you get all of the symbolism there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, oh, I love this card. It is available on all of our merch in a sepia tone as well as black and white. But yeah, nice. love it. So I love looking at different tarot card arts because tarot cards have a very like specific, like each card needs to have these details in it because it's part of the story that they're trying to tell. And just seeing the different artists, different interpretations of those details is just really interesting in and <laughs> of itself. So I have a Nightmare Before Christmas tarot deck. Oh, that one's well, very popular. Very popular. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mainstream. I know. Uh, but once again, you can find that at theghoulishgarb.com. Well, actually, That's I don't know if the tarot deck is on there because we haven't updated that website in a while. I would recommend going to Etsy. Oh, if you go to etsy.com mm. and then you just search the ghoulish garb, all one word, or you can just put in the URL etsy.com slash shop slash the ghoulish garb. Yep. Um, and that's going to be where you're going to get all of the kind of everything's updated there. But like I said before, the shadow deck that does have the bonus card is available on Amazon for sale for $10 off $24.95 instead of $34.95. And it does have free shipping, prime two day shipping, all of that's available. So that's yes, awesome. I know. I'm so for I the psychic it. on the go. Yeah. Who needs it fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. And we do have a bundle on Etsy where you can get both of them uh, along with the sticker packs for a bundle. So I remember I was looking at uh, the graphics for this new deck uh, yesterday, and I think my favorite one because I'm a simple man. <laughs> you give me where you give me a werewolf and a spooky moon, and I'm here for it. I just uh, and made I think the graphic for the moon. Of course you'd awesome. pick the moon. It's so yeah. good. Chaotically, chaotic but artistic. Yeah, of course that yeah, describes sure. James. Jesus Christ. I just <laughs> yesterday made a TikTok about the color version of that card, but the symbolism is the same in both versions. Um, but yeah, I mm. just released a TikTok about that yesterday because I love that card. I love it. And somebody actually asked mm. about it, it, so it was perfect. It's an awesome... It, like, it, it is super cool looking. Um, that being said... Uh, I think we're done with our news and recents. Is that right? That is correct. I think we're just about ready for a quick break. And when we return, we'll do our question of the week. What makes a good monster? See you in a minute, freaks. 
Hello everyone, this is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. And welcome back, everybody. Hope that was a nice spooky break. Hopefully you had your nice, you know, uh, spot of your final rest. There's my joke. I connected it. <laughs> Hope you had a nice final rest. There, got it. Look, spooky season. I did it. Um, but today, <clears throat> speaking of spooky season, we're going to have a question of the week. What makes a good monster? Now, James, could you please clarify what we're hoping to answer here? Because I feel like there's a lot to cover with well, this topic. First off, question of the week. We're going to go ahead and just do, because a, a lot of our show is very structured. We have a lot of lists that we do. Yes. That's not what we're doing here today. Question of the week. We're just going to open up a question and then trying to kind of like distill a, a, a concept down to not a clear answer, because a lot of this is subjective, right. but try to distill it down to some bullet points or just something we can grasp on, you know, what to look for when we're looking for a good monster. And it doesn't have to be in movies. This is a good monster on, you know, on screen or on the page. Or they're, on they're, the video game. <laughs> well, that's, that's still a screen, George. Oh, quite you. Not VR. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that is still a screen. That's literally Chuches. two screens and your eyeballs. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so that, that's what we hope to, to discuss here. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure some of us can think of examples of like, both bad and good monsters. Mm -hmm. And we, I want to figure out, like, I want to talk about what makes that. The monstrous common denominators. Is yeah. that what you're looking for? And okay. I'm going to go ahead and start us off. And so here's, so first off, um, I don't like horror because it scares me. Uh, okay. Like, meaning I don't get scared. So that is not That's the not thing the that attracts me to like horror. It. Yeah. Yeah, I have oh, a very, okay. very low, I have a very low fear reaction. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. jump scares, I'm nothing. Like well, all of like jump scares it, it, it takes a lot. It's not even really fear half no, the time. But it's even just for loud me, noise. I'm like, oh yeah. But I even guess. for me, it, it doesn't I, I don't get that startle reaction. Mm -hmm. Um my my cat scares me way more than <laughs> than jump scares do. Well, he's that's a, a real he's threat. a master of suspense. <laughs> that's yeah, a real threat. True. Movie's not gonna uh, come out and hurt you. The cat will. <laughs> so so like the scariness of a monster isn't the biggest draw for me and to what it's hard for me to admit this because even i think it's weird but i almost kind of like i really like the hero monsters and mm -hmm. when i say the hero monsters i mean like the monsters that are monsters out of vengeance or like mm -hmm out of something wrong that was done to them. I think you're talking you about me? a sympathetic villain, which is the whole point, like a sympathetic antagonist. Because kind of. I mean, well, yes and no, because in the, in, in the realm of monsters, you can't really be sympathetic for them because they're still going out there and just killing yeah, people. But let's you let's use an example. Exactly. But let's use an example, Jason. That's what I was thinking of. I was uh -huh. just thinking of Jason. So Jason is undeniably a monster. Yeah. He's out there sticking his machete in camp counselors for decades upon decades upon He's decades. He's doing his best, James. Jesus. But <laughs> he is a direct result of the trauma done to mm -hmm. him. And he is a creature of vengeance. 
And for the most part, he kills a lot of people that kind of suck. Uh, I would also uh, like to throw in there's also the trauma from them. his mother. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He is a direct result of not only the trauma done to him by the camp counselors, but also the clearly like unstable mental condition of his mother. Like all of that. Who's so this character introduced of- in Act 3? Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, so he is, so I like that he's, that he's not just like, like, for example, and I talked about this briefly, Freddy, mm-hmm. there is nothing redeeming about Freddy. Yeah. I don't know. Those one-liners and Billy, uh, what's his name? Robert Unglund itself. The performance. <laughs> That's okay. No, Robert and Unglund is fantastic, but I mean, the character itself, there is, there is no point. Like he was a piece of shit in life. And he was a piece of shit in his monstrous form. There's at no point, like, there was never a point in Freddy versus Jason where I was rooting for Freddy. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I want mm. Freddy to get his shit pushed in. Yeah. Like, I want, like, I hate, like, you know. It's just weird so, like, because he's very, he has such a huge personality that he, he falls into the lovable asshole trope. Where, like, you love to hate him because, see, yeah. But you know who I think does that better? And Bruce don't get me Campbell. wrong, look, I, okay, yes. <laughs> but in you. terms of monsters, well, actually, technically, I Bruce Campbell, yeah. <laughs> Evil Ash, yes. But I'm talking about, it's the same type of character as Freddy Krueger, uh-huh. because it is someone who was a piece of shit in life and continued to be a piece of shit in his monstrous form. But everyone's favorite good guy doll, Chucky, he's uh, much yeah. more... It's the I same like thing with Freddy. Mu- it's c- comedy that makes him likable. Like, that's the whole yes, thing. But he does it better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I can see that. Yeah. I feel like that's a very, like, you could have one or the other, whether it's Freddy or Chucky. Sure. It's just a matter of sarcasm you like, really. Like, sure. <laughs> but, but it's but, uh, interesting you're bringing up, like, sympathetic villains, because that was actually something I had here. But I actually didn't have it for the the monster, per se. I actually think that, like, if the monster has some relation, well, I wanted to start off with a different point, but we're going to start with this one first. If the monster has some sort of relation to the main character in the sense that, like, it is um, somehow interacting with that character's arc, I'm not saying, like, oh, write it in the backstory that this character is actually the long-lost sister of this character. <coughs> Halloween! Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, like, if the character has... I, I want to talk about Babadook. Let's talk about Babadook. Because Babadook has a great example of this, where it's about a mother trying to raise her son after the very sudden loss of her husband. And a lot of the trauma that comes with sort of like, you know, raising a child, there's not, it's not all just sunshine and rainbows. There's a little bit of leftover, not postpartum, but like, there's a little bit of resentment towards this kid who's basically taken over your life. And the movie does it, it, it has the Babadook sort of, uh, emphasize those moments where she's at her weakest points, which sort of factors into this is her arc, and this is how the Babadook is related to this. It's getting stronger from the lack of control she has. Like, it makes sense, and that makes a monster infinitely more interesting than just, you know, making him a, you know, snappy comeback. You know what I mean? Like, that's lovable, don't get me wrong, but if you can work it into the main theme of your movie, that's a fucking good monster to me. I'm just saying. So, Shenna. Yes. What do you look for in a monster? What 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 makes you like a monster? I like the enigma. I like not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, the, to me, that's a lot of the fun is why are you doing this? What is your reason? You know, before the backstory comes in, 
and you're just wreaking chaos or, you know, whatever you, you're, you're doing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the enigma, the mystery, the, uh, the not quite so sure about, you know, there, I also really appreciate the, um, the monsters you don't necessarily see a lot of like ghost stuff. I love mm-hmm. paranormal monsters. Um, okay. and I, I, I really, I have a lot of paranormal experiences or I've had a lot of them in my life. And I think, which is why I was going to say, you're having them right now. Yes. <laughs> There's a, just, right here. Oh my God. Are I you, knew it. I know. No, I have, no. George is just really pale. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very common mistake. Just call it's me okay. the ice king. I just see them everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I've had a lot of them in my life. And so I think it's kind of been a way for me to process that and make it like, make the scary ones funny or fun or whatever. Um, mm. but I really, I think because I like the, the mystery of it, like the unseen monster is just really mm. terrifying to me and it, but so, so, so entertaining. What, so what you're saying is that having a little bit of mystery and not over explaining things can lead to a more deeper character, right? <laughs> so leaving some things ambiguous. I am not a part in this, ba- in this battle. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I agree with you. I appreciate that. But I agree with you uh, 100%. That's part of why I love a lot of my favorite horror things, just because it leaves no. you that room to think. Well, look at Alfred Hitchcock. For horror, I absolutely agree. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like so much unsaid and, and village, unseen, James? you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's my thing is I, I think that to me, leaving stuff to the imagination, whether it's the persona, the reasons, the method, whatever it may be, um, our imagination typically are well, i don't know about mine it's extremely strong uh, to the point where like yeah what's unseen and what's unsaid is is very powerful it's yep. actually kind of funny you uh, mentioned that and resident evil the... village is an action game bone king with horror <laughs> elements anyway <laughs> but, but wait no go ahead, go ahead. um uh i'm so sorry i lo- you totally threw me off my point what was the last thing you just Good. said Shanna? so what I was going to mention is, have you watched either of the new Halloween movies? No, I haven't. Oh, thank you. You reminded me. Okay. So, A, I highly recommend uh, 2018's Halloween mm-hmm. uh, because it's done a course. So, if you, so since you don't know, uh, 2018 Halloween literally picks up after Halloween 1. It ignores every movie that came out after Halloween 1. Oh, well, that's good because I've only seen the first one. Everything. <laughs> Oh, well, you're not you alone go. in this. <laughs> you would, people uh, also, it has nothing to do with Michael Myers, really. But uh, uh, I highly recommend Season of the Witch. It's a great entry in oh, the yeah. franchise. Oh. It got uh, a bad rep when it first came out. Because it didn't have a lot of Michael Myers in it. That's mm. the main reason. It. it but anyway, uh, the reason I bring it up is because it actually did a lot of course correcting in terms of uh, like bringing a lot of the mystery back to Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween Kills took all of that right back really? out. Really? <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with that at all. Oh, okay. uh, it, it's, I have, it's disputed. It, yeah, it, it is a disputed topic, which, uh, you know, we, you can you can hear our, our argument about it next week. <laughs> I can't if you're wait, so interested. Yeah. But, but, uh, it, but if I may <laughs> just throw but, this in really quick, I'm sorry, because yeah, you brought up a really it. good point of like your, your imagination giving you more of a scare than someone who designed mm-hmm. a specific scare for you, because you can't really keep track what your mind can think of. I have found that almost in all of my favorite horror mediums, they were created or at least 
mainly inspired by people who are not horror people. Because people who do not like horror have a bigger imagination for what can be horrifying. And that allows them to sort of find this secret vein of like extra horror that people don't think about. Because like Silent Hill was the same way. Mm -hmm. Fucking Kojima hates horror, but he did a great fucking PT. You know what I mean? So like it's it's goes to show you that even if you don't like horror, you could still make something horrifying. Because we all, I mean, that that like fear is just innate in everyone. There's nobody mm -hmm. out there yes. who, who is safe from fear, right? You know, I might have depression yep. and never feel happiness, but I'm definitely gonna feel fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was morbid. Oh. I laugh because I relate. <laughs> But no, but the, the uh, problem is that both of us were like, oh, this is our, true. Yeah, no, we're just For like, all of us. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? It's our life. <laughs> we need yes. fear. Fear is, fear is something we literally have instilled in us for survival. And that is, that yep. is different than happiness. That is different than, um, you know, different types of emotions that we have. And so tapping into fear I will say it's not as difficult in some cases, but it is more universal. Um, I think in, in well, like, sometimes you can't help yourself. You just immediately start thinking about horrible. Yes. Things. I mean, imagine oh. like nightmares and things like that. I mean, it's just, yeah, there, there's this universal understanding that some things are just scary. You know, that you go to a ledge and you're like, I could fall off. Exactly. This. Like, well, that's you it. know, there's you, you, since you brought up like depression, there is an obvious draw to fear in that you fucking feel something extreme. Thank you. Yes. Like it is. Thank you. It is. It, that is when you, I started you, craving uh, horror. I never liked horror until I had a really awful car accident that and a near death experience. And then I was like, I'm depressed and I, I feel nothing. So give me horror. And that's when I got into the genre. That's why I'm behind on a lot of a lot of my viewings. But it, it and I read a psychological paper a paper about this that I can't remember in what study it was published. But um, but it was it was saying that you know like it was a way for us to feel something and also a way for us to take something traumatic and like turn it into entertainment. Yeah, right. absolutely. Because that's a lot of especially people who are uh, like neuronormative uh, don't get is they they assume that depression is sadness. But a lot of the case, it's not feeling it's anything. It's complete numbness. That's emptiness. all. It's they, apathy. Yeah, it's awful. So, but the thing is, like that, the flight or fight response is something that is that is built into our DNA. So when something can trigger that, there's series of chemical reactions that goes on in your body, and and the way that your brain responds to it is an extreme reaction. Why? Because fear is your body telling you you either got to fight or run. You got to do something now. It's your mm -hmm. body, like. It is your body you have uh, to feel having a sense of urgency. Yes. Exactly. And that you have triggers to. adrenaline and that triggers dopamine yep. and serotonin. And like, uh, you know what I mean? There are reasons like it works. It does yep. work. And mm. I, I recently, Scientifically. yes. And I recently, like in my September, I, I, I barely got out of bed and, you know, but I, I watched a lot of, a lot of horror for the first time. I watched Halloween for the first time. I was not, it was not nice. scary. I was very disappointed. Duh. Oh, oh, that sucks. It's it's so pretty though. It, no, it was it was a good. I won't say I was disappointed. I did laugh a couple times when they were getting killed because it was pretty funny. <laughs> the fact that a butcher knife could hold a, a full grown man uh, against a cupboard in the kitchen alone like that was pretty great. So, if you watch that scene, you'll notice Michael stops and looks at it, and he's yeah. like, 
huh. Yeah. <laughs> How like, did I do that? Even he was surprised. <laughs> yeah, was wait, I did that? But <laughs> I, 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 I want to backtrack sure. a little bit here because, so this is something else I, I, I can bullet point here for what makes a good monster. You mm. said the unseen monster. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely true because think of a lot of monster movies. Think of when the movie stops becoming scary. Yep. It's when you see it. Yep. It was true in Jeepers Creepers. It was true in The Quiet Place. It's a lot of these movies that spend most of the movie with the, a monster who just mm -hmm. lives in the shadows. As soon as you see the monster, it becomes less terrifying. Well, and I think if you do it at the end, it might not be. Because like then but it even is then, at that point. Yeah, but that's just it, though. At the end, sure, but that just still means that it, that is the least terrifying point of that monster. The feeling it, it of dread away, yeah. and that's the yes. thing, is this feeling yeah. of dread for me is even more than just the terror of, like, a jump scare or something scary. It's the dread that mm. that when you don't know what it is or where it's coming from or where it lives or how it lives or does it live, like, what is it? You know, when you're when you're... <laughs> When you're still asking those questions, there's just this overwhelming feeling of dread. And that, for me, is where a lot of the intensity of watching horror comes from. I have a theory. Okay. Uh, this is my last point, and I'll, and I'll throw right back to <laughs> it's you, okay, Bon. I'm sorry. I have such a good segue right here, and I was saving okay. it like a good boy. Okay. Uh, until you see the monster... The monster is nothing but a concept. Mm -hmm. So when something is conceptual, your brain automatically attaches that to other things. So you bring baggage, it has baggage with it. it your brain attaches things onto this concept of just raw fear and the monster in the shadows. So what's he, why are you drumming, Because, because actually that actually really works in with what I'm trying to bring in here is that if you, okay. <clears throat> most monsters, they're not just, oh, it's a scary thing, that's the end of my design. You know what I mean? Like, most of these monsters are based on a fear or some sort of phobia, and that is the concept to which the monster is based on, mm -hmm. which is what you were exactly saying, how, you know, we're applying ourselves yeah. to this concept. But see, I think that's a very important note to make here, is that an effective monster can't just be its big, sharp teeth and has all the things that are dangerous. Like, it's not going to have the same impact. You get something that goes under the skin, like some sort of like actual mental fear mm -hmm. that some everyone could even have just from everyday some something even like just uh, representative of something like metaphysical. You can put it as a monster in a horror movie. You guys brought up Halloween earlier and Halloween is a great example of this to where we know Michael Myers is a guy who escaped an insane asylum. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what we got in terms of his story. But why does he kill? What is the source of his evil? Why does he keep going? Well, there really is no set answer, but from how you could see how everyone's so lackadaisy about like this killer in town and how they're all ignorant about where their kids are, it's actually representative of the ignorance of Haddonfield and you can work that into the plot and then it becomes like a hey this uh, my my hometown is it safe and then do I have my own Michael Myers you know what I mean so if you have a base fear to base it on base fear to base it on good job George um I feel like it makes it a lot more effective you tell me like I I have this deep fear it's weird you ever watch those pictures where it's like you see it you'll shit bricks and like you're looking at a picture and then all of a sudden something was staring at you in the picture the whole time. You didn't realize I it. Oh, I yeah. Hate, ugh, it gets it fucking it, I ship bricks like literally. <laughs> um, and, and when I saw the movie, it follows 
it basically took that concept mm. and made it into a monster. And there are people that are like, I don't think that movie's scary. But for me, not knowing if someone is walking towards me about to kill me and it could be anyone, that fucking gets me. So base it on a fear. I think that's a great place to start when you're making mm -hmm. a monster. I, I, I don't necessarily want to apply this one for one, but I, I'm just going to reference this. Um, Cracked did a really interesting... Uh, they used to have this series called After Hours where they do really weird... Uh, absurdist deep dives into movies but one of the concepts they brought up is that the popular monster of each generation is a reflection of uh yeah i've heard this the uh, a societal the fear that the zeitgeist of yeah. everyone yes yes um, please literally we were talking about jason earlier right and jason mm -hmm. and halloween what 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 sort of teens are they what what people are they going after teens who yes. are basically uh this was the reagan era of like family values right. um mm -hmm. and so this you know this and like like adam's family values that was the reason why it was called that because it was supposed to be directly in the face Such of family values movie. I'm sorry. and so and but yeah. like <laughs> this was the time of like that that time of america of like we got to take back uh, American values and family values like it was in the 50s because the 60s and 70s were a mess. Yep. So like the, the, the 80s are a time to take it back. And if you're out there having sexual intercourse in the woods, then you're going to mm -hmm. die. That's what the message here, kiddies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just very interesting. You're so right they about turned that. the finger but, wag into an actual monster yeah. and made it entertaining. Yes, exactly. And there you go. But yeah, so you also had like like, so the monster, the thing we're supposed to be afraid of, we're supposed to be, like, symbols of, like, things that the populace or the populace was supposed to be against. Mm. Like, when vampires became super popular, it was supposed to be, like, oh, like, homo, like, because there's obviously a, homo, uh, a homoeroticism to, to vampire, the, especially modern vampirism. Uh, so it was supposed to be, like, oh, the, you know, the well-dressed, uh, the well-dressed feminine man is supposed to be the monster you fear. Zombies are supposed to be a reflection oh, of, Oh, I like, see what you mean. Okay, yeah. Zombies are supposed to be a reflection of, like, the consumerist mass mm -hmm. populace. Stuff like that. Well, and uh, also alien... facing your death, because it's literally uh, yeah. a corpse. Like, <laughs> you're literally facing uh, off meanwhile, of your death. Yeah. yeah, you're literally facing the, death. The other way around, uh, alien, the, the alien movie genre yeah. became very popular right around World War II. Ooh. Are we talking about fear of uh, the unknown? And that was because, oh my god. Well, no, it was supposed <laughs> to be a fear of the other. Yep. It's a uh -huh. fear of the aliens. It's supposed to be a fear of people who are not us. Yep. It's literally, like, supposedly ingrained in xenophobia. Your favorite but, horror monsters, you can f trace it back to just innate fears in society. So that, but I think, so whereas I do think there might be some relevance to that in terms of, like, how pop culture generates like horror uh trends at a time mm. i think you can boil that down to a personal level it's when you the three of us the people listening can like it's like you said you see the the the, the scary thing as a manifestation of something you fear in Internal. real life yeah. and it has and, and it's even more effective if it's a concept versus like a real thing yeah. If Absolutely. I may, really quick, because, yeah. no. yes, that <laughs> is important, but <clears throat> you can easily shoot yourself in the foot with your well-designed monster if you use him ineffectively. I find that if you just have your monster going around rampaging, like, that doesn't necessarily convey what tone or what message you're trying to get. All you're telling me is that your monster is dangerous. This is what separates, like, people like, you know, Michael Myers, Jason, from stuff like 
Pumpkinhead and Super Beast and stuff like that, where it's just, sure. I'm going, I'm a monster killing things. I'm sure there's some message behind it, but you don't even fucking notice because it's just nonstop gore. Like, you need to pace yourself. There needs to be a little bit of restraint because that's what allows the person to set in. Because if it's just full force grindhouse in your face, your mind glazes over and you're not going to get the details that actually are meant to horrify you. You know? Yeah. I, I love that. this shit. No, I get yeah. that. <laughs> uh, also, and this so, and this is a a more a simple concept. Uh, is that something that 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 very much is effective for me? A lot of my favorite entries in horror are this. It's it could be any of us. Yeah. <laughs> it could be it's somebody in this room. It could I be in this in theater. Oh. I love it in horror mysteries. I love it in like invasion of the body snatchers or the thing like that oh, concept of like so good yes like that concept of like yeah you know those people because i i think this, this well, at least for me personally this might come down to to a level of neurodivergency also uh they i there i have the, the reality versus my concept of how i perceive people and how they perceive me are two very different yeah. things uh so the fact that another something else calls into question the reality of my perception of the people around me is terrifying. I agree with that. <laughs> I think I 100% agree with that with neurodivergency because, yeah, I, I very, I'm so incredibly introspective but also incredibly aware of human behavior and other people around me because, mm -hmm. because of my neurodivergency. And so, yeah, the fact that like, oh, shit, I can't trust any of you. Like, I can't trust myself, you know? Like, that is just all... all Who am terrifying. I? Yeah, no, <laughs> because see, that leads to dissociation well, and things like that are real issues in yes. my personal life. And, yeah. like... Yeah. Well, I, I'm so sorry. But like, I, I that is true. Everything you're saying is completely valid. But tell me one person in life that isn't asking themselves constantly, who am I really? Yeah. That's such an innate human question that if horror can tap into that, everybody understands it. You're so right, yeah. Sure. But it is yes, that is that is true. That that is a that that is true for a lot for most people. Mm -hmm. But specifically when with people with neurodivergencies, uh, you oh, have it's a problem it's extreme, with yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is pushed to an extreme, especially like that the fact that how you the, what you believe other people's perception yeah. of you mm -hmm. is is probably not accurate in terms of like the reality is you probably don't matter to most people. But in your mind, everyone either hates you or they're annoyed with you, or that happens a lot with people in neurodivergency. So to so you you have this paranoia of like, oh, like the people around me aren't what they seem, or they're it, it's I. So to turn that paranoia into actual cause for fear, because it's not paranoia in these movies, it's a thing. Like the the, the people really are different. There's your your perception is correct. So to turn that into a tangible, like, oh, no, they are monsters. Actually, uh, your entry in your recents, George, is a perfect example of this. They live? Uh, they live. Yeah, yeah they, they live. They it, yeah. Uh, aliens. It's exactly that. It, it's, oh, because in They Live, Who's it is pretty much everyone but the main character. Mm -hmm. No. Hold on. I'm, uh... No, what do you mean, uh, no? No, there are a shit ton of humans around. There's only like a okay, handful of right. aliens that are really. That's what makes the bank scene so horrifying. There are oh, two right. aliens in a building full of 30 people, and he's gunning yeah, yeah, them down. Right. <laughs> and no, I'm like, getting it mixed what? up with a Twilight Zone episode. I apologize. No, uh, like... but yes. Uh, but it's that. It's 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 that. Oh no! It's it, it's that that par when well, whenever you can turn a paranoia t uh, 
tangible. That that's effective as fuck. Well, let's put this into practice then, because we're talking about making fears into monsters. So let's take this concept that like the idea of other people's perception of me is not actually what it is, but it, it's extreme extremified in a way that's horrifying. So maybe like I don't know, this is me spitballing, but what if there is some sort of spirit or something that's in you that when you're talking with someone, they show the wrong response? Like they'll probably yeah. be saying something like nice in real life, like you would think like in real life but in your mind you'd think they're saying something meaner so in reality you see it as something mean and the ghost is doing that like i'm just coming up with an idea of taking the fear and putting it into something you're turning like schizophrenia into a monster and that's terrifying <laughs> but that's the, but that's what makes it effective you know what no, i mean i agree yes. you have so to that, so it has to be real human issues you can't just fuck around <laughs> like so that so I, I think that that's something that's something yes. is that we we all have real monsters mm -hmm. like a lot like especially people with like depression and stuff like that we all have real demons mm -hmm. uh and like in terms of like real for us so to turn any of those things into like not just real for us but real for, for like everybody, everybody yeah <laughs> is a thing and it, it really helps I, by the way to have a good artist just saying because you could have the most well you know uh well intentioned monster but if it doesn't look cool then i'm sorry <laughs> like it's not gonna work uh <laughs> you have to be visually appealing in this visual medium but uh that is yeah because if you notice I, I, a lot of monsters have somewhat human features that are elongated or, or sort of like twisted in a certain way because you get that uncanny valley feeling mm -hmm. you can't just have gromis the the fur monster just coming around killing people <laughs> it's not going to work you know what i mean it has to have a very purposeful design even even fucking michael myers it was an inside out william shatner mask yes. and he was striking and it worked i love that it also looks like mariah carey <laughs> oh my god it does <laughs> you're so right i've seen that picture too you're absolutely right i, I can never unsee it i can never not think of that when i think about either mariah carey mariah carey or or michael myers yeah i, I wonder if william shatner looks look like mariah carey because it is his face right so i really wonder michael. i just pictured <laughs> him anyway. on his way to space with the g-forces pulling it all back and then just like <laughs> mariah carey <laughs> And it's oh and there God, she is. It, his it voice gets better like and everything. Carey. No, it, it is 100%. Oh, no. If in case you were That's wondering awful. what Michael Myers was doing on the non October days, this is his day job. He, he daylights as a Mariah Carey. He, he sings you know, all of our Christmas albums. Yes. <laughs> in any case, was no. there any other? No. Was there any other bits the, of monster trivia you wanted to get in here and what the, you think a monster could be? Put the hair. The hair yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's what's necessary. Oh. It works. Um, but yes, um, does anyone have any final points well, they want to bring up? I, I want to hold on because okay. I, I want to get to ex ex specific examples that terrified each of us. Just because I want to, I want to see, I want to find something. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I brought up it follows, which was yes. it's not even so really like. The... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, what was the last thing you watched that like legitimately freaked you out or creeped you out? That legitimately freaked me out. That's going to be a tall order, my friend. I feel like they, it's only because I, I hate to sound like an old man, but it's like there aren't that many 
interesting premises as much anymore, I feel, where a lot of them I feel like I've been here, or this one's focused more on startling as opposed to giving me something creeping. If anything, actually, this is my answer, the Studio A24. They are the only ones keeping my horror interest really alive in some fucking, like, artistic sense. Stuff like fucking Hereditary, mm -hmm. Lighthouse, fucking, um, I'm missing one, help me out here. Midsommar, which Mid is another oh, yeah, one. Mid like, these are interesting concepts, they're new, they're fresh in a different way, they don't end the way you think they will, and hey, I'm on board. Um, I really did like uh, Annihilation as well, but that was much more of a cerebral as opposed to actually mm -hmm. like, horror. <laughs> You know, it's really weird that you keep you mentioned Studio A24 because I also remember they're the same studio who made the bling ring. It's just a weird. Like, oh, they did. Yeah, they've done some other things. Yeah. <laughs> they've done some and other things. Spring yes. Breakers, actually. Yeah, well, Spring Breakers is actually kind of intense. It was OK. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's slightly horrifying in a way. But what about you, Shanna? What, what was the last thing you can remember seeing that freaked you or creeped you out? That's a good question. I don't really watch a lot of the ones that I think are going to, uh, I know that's like, why do you watch horror? But like, I, the only time I ever watched the ones that I really want an extreme reaction that I, you know, are when I'm really depressed. <laughs> um, sure. and a lot of times I don't remember them anymore after that. So I really, okay. I think though, I, you know, I really enjoyed, um, the first conjuring really, mm. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the familial aspect of like, your mother who is your who was the rock of the family kind of becoming this monster becoming a creature that wants to hurt her family like mm -hmm. that was that was a lot um and to see it go through the family the, the inversion way did, of maternity very yeah. much yeah very much mm -hmm. and um yeah and to see it the this to see the way that those evil forces kind of move through the family and I don't know the I just really enjoyed that film and I've seen it a few times um but that one that one was good I think that's why I keep going back to it because there's a lot of just little things that like the way that they do it and it's not always you know like you do see the the faces of things but it's just less it's I don't know I liked it a lot I liked seeing her transformation throughout the film yeah, I'd, I'd also like to throw out there the family thing, too, because like mm -hmm. evil working its way through the family is such a reoccurring like theme in a lot of horror because mm -hmm. people have these, you know, very intense personal family structures and people constantly doubt their family and especially people who have dysfunctional families. So like that is also just prime horror writing material. Just mm -hmm. any like, oh, um, uh, Bobby's not uh, Bobby's touching me. No, I'm not. I'm not touching you. Bam. Make a monster right there. Something that's like right there and it's right in front of your face. Like you could do something like that if you really wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> so I talked about this recently on one of our on our uh, favorite uh, haunts episode. Um, but I want to talk about because uh, it's a good example of, of what gets me because again a lot of the typical scares don't don't do it for me mm -hmm. it's it's when something is emotion like when a monster is emotionally manipulated ma manipulating that gets me mm -hmm. so an example is room 1408 mm-hmm you just any chance uh, to talk about this movie. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but specifically, there's two things in that movie. And look, uh, I'm going to we didn't spoil it in the in the episode, but I'm going to give everyone a, a warning. I am going to spoil a part of it. Yeah, I am going to spoil a part of it. So like skip forward like two minutes. Uh, but in the movie, 
there is a part of uh of the movie where you think the movie is over where you think the he has escaped the room he got out he's fine and he has been living his normal life for like a couple of months now and then he goes to the post office and realizes that something is wrong and suddenly the walls start peeling away from the post office mm. and he's still in the fucking room oh man yeah yeah there's there's it, a couple it, horror movies it, that end like this yeah well no that, that wasn't the end of the movie this is the middle of the movie oh it <sighs> continues on Jeez. and it has another really emotionally breaking part that this one i won't spoil but it's a part that made me cry and like that really gets me mm. when um when a monster or a thing it's not just there to kill you it's, it's not like, just yeah. there to it's there to, to like emotionally torture yeah. you like sure. it, it, it 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 is not a simple thing it's it not doing not it out thing. of hunger it's doing it just right. for the entertainment great malice no. yeah it is malice it is pure malice and that had recorded the whole market on this i hope you know <laughs> I, I agree no i agree 100 uh, 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 no uh, clive barker's uh clive ability barker to do this. that with with, yeah. with the pit with uh, with the cenobites was great mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. i just i used 1408 because that's a recent example and i say recent i mean this movie's like yeah, 10 i was about years to say this movie's not super uh, recent anymore my dude no but it, but it's a very like that specific scene there you go that specific scene is like for me like when i watched it i like got i had to like take a break mm -hmm. because like i was so upset <laughs> what like the ride that i just went through so for me that's the kind of thing that gets me is when it's that it's yeah. it's it's the malice of like it's not just instinct it's true like oh hmm. fuck with your head Okay, well, I, f I feel like we covered, I, figure, I feel like we covered a lot of good topics here on, like, the main basics of what really makes a monster effective. I mean, like, this, there is so much more, like, in, in the more specific angles, like, if you're gonna talk about this trauma, you may want to include this, or, like, there's so many different areas to do this and different ways to do it, but ultimately, these are sort of, like, the foundations where you're like, okay, what can I do to bring a monster into this existence? And I think we did that today. So, Bone King, any closing thoughts? I, oh, well, beyond the ones I just did, I feel like, uh, again, we feel like we covered a lot of the topics. I'm going to be thinking about all of my fears as monsters from this point forward, and I hope you do too out there, listener. Uh, <laughs> if you like what you're, uh, well, hold on, let's go ahead and get the rest well, of the closing on. arguments. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hakuna Yurtadas, uh -huh. sir. Uh, Shanna, do you have any closing thoughts on, like, what makes a good monster? piggybacking on what he just said about um yeah look at your look at your fears as monsters and i mean that in a positive way as in like you're the final yeah. girl be the final girl in your own story you yeah. know yes oh that's a whole other <laughs> element rising up to the challenge of yeah. these traumas and succeeding of is overcoming a big your fear yeah. yes we didn't even mention that yeah well, <laughs> that's why we like the final right? girl that's gotta that's be it. it right right she overcomes she survives Mm -hmm. A lot of us aren't winning the fight against our monster. Yeah. And mm -hmm. to see someone who is, like, that's why we love the final girl. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why we love Ash, who is a final yes, girl, as is. we all know. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> In a way that's more fun than just, like, a standard, Ash. like, emotional sure. drama or something. It is. I always appreciate wow, the final girl. I mean, we all do. Mm -hmm. you know? 
that that's a real good that's a really good point though that we didn't even consider is that a lot of times what makes a good monster is when they lose yeah, yeah. it's when the final girl gets her moment Do, don't it's watch that, uh, don't watch asian ghost movies because they they just win yes always. we know they, there is no they, yeah <laughs> like they just win default there's no final girl <laughs> there is no final girl in these movies it's terrifying but anyway yes i agree damn that's actually a really good point that now yeah. i'm gonna be spending the next several yeah, hours it's, thinking it's, about it's so okay james that. we included it it's here it's with us now <laughs> i know uh yeah and uh my, my last thoughts is exactly that it's it's so i think really we we did distill this down to it's when we see a reflection in the horror that we can attach ourselves to and therefore immerse ourselves that really makes a good monster mm -hmm. or good horror in general. It's when there is something of a, a, a frame of reference, that frame of reference is so powerful just because like it, it it's, it, it dissolves that fourth wall mm -hmm. when you can, when you can dissolve that, that barrier between like media consumption and like introspective thought mm. i feel like that's very effective i mean that's supposed to be the purpose of art am i right like mm -hmm. self reflection yeah putting yourself in it and you know what a great example of doing that with is tarot cards which you can find over on the etsy account of the ghoulish card <laughs> wow that was see amazing. i tied it all, all around back. So all the plugs that's but what i do freaks uh we would love for you guys to let us know what you guys think makes good monsters uh, and you can do that by finding us on our on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Both are F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Rude MD, Bone King. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Bone King TV. Uh, Shanna, where can we find you? You can find me on TikTok at the underscore ghoulish underscore gal. And I actually have a link tree in my bio there. So if you're interested in following me anywhere else or checking out my store just head on over to tiktok see out and uh, check out the link tree well shan thank you so much for joining us today this was an amazing conversation i thought this was a vague topic but i feel like we got some really solid answers out i of it. had a great time no like I, I legit have like some thinking to do like i'm i'm not like <laughs> sleeping tonight like i have like a whole new like i'm going to look through my entire life of movies i've watched now and like, think about some shit. So that's great. We're going to go back to him and we're going to find he's written his own Necronomicon just of all the <laughs> random fears he has. And it's just like, just look so what like, I made. I won't be in next week's episode. Adrian's going to come over to my house. My beard has grown out to here. There's writing all over yes. this wall. <laughs> written in your own blood just everywhere. Or at least we hope it's <laughs> mine. Uh, anywho. Before we go out, we'd like to do some shout outs. As always, we appreciate the people who listen to us every week. I have a shout out to our Hunt boys. Uh, I play a video game every week called Hunt Showdown, and a few of the guys listen to the podcast, and I'd like to shout out to them. Uh, nice. Jeff Scott. Scott's actually going to be here in just a moment because we're going to go to a Critical Role premiere. Oh, uh, that's his date. We're, gonna, we're going to watch a game of Dungeons and Dragons in a movie theater. That's wild oh to God. me. The um, future. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. My sister Cheyenne, I appreciate them so much. Um, uh, well, I'd like to thank our sister podcast, Robot Stone Age, uh, Cody CJ Ceylani, uh, Kehlani, thank you guys so much. Uh, am I missing any? Oh, uh, no. Nicholas Uretic, thank you, you guys, thank you so much for, for being involved. Uh, Jesus Valentine, we'd like to go ahead and extend a, a very special fuck you. Uh, and uh, we Every actually episode. know that, yeah, 
uh, we actually know that uh, that our, our our other hunt friend Mima has started listening to the podcast. Yeah. So welcome aboard, buddy. Mima was totally. It was a blast playing uh, Back for Blood with you. Just saying. That was a reason we didn't talk about, but yeah, whatever, we'll shit. get there. <laughs> Bone King, who do you got? I got Von Condersmy, Beefy Sumo, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Lindsay Misleading, our uh, Lindsay Zatanna, as always, Azumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, Boogle, and Burnsy. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Janet, anyone you want to shout out? Shriek out. He, uh, Shriek out. Ooh, oh, right. I, 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 I'm totally drawing a blank. Not a problem. No, just say no one. They don't deserve I'm it. I'm going to shout out to my incredible roommate and best friend, Marcus Bland, and my uh, nice. my romantic partner and co-star in various shows, uh, Jackson Dane Henson. There you go. <laughs> Freaks, once again, thank you guys. Oh, oh. Cora. Ah. Oh, Jacora. Yeah. The best. Of course. Uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, and we'll catch you later, freaks. Goodbye.